the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and of course, it's the holidays, and I, I don't know about you, but I love the holidays, and a lot of us are entertaining, and we are really lucky to have uh, Brie Dejet, who rooms for rent. She's a blogger and the author of The Gift of Home and The Gift of Gathering, which you can get at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, which is a great book, and she's going to talk about tips for entertaining in your home, and we all need them. Good morning, or good. I think it's closer to afternoon, so whatever. But great that you're here. We're thrilled to have you. And I, you know, I'm doing, actually, I'm doing Christmas Eve this year. My brother is doing Christmas. So you've always loved to do this. I mean, how did you first get started doing, you know, blogging about home living and, and entertaining? Oh, thank you so much, Dottie, for having me. I'm thrilled to be on. Um, my, so I always wanted to be an interior designer. Like ever since I was a little girl, I just loved, I would come home from school and I would redecorate the little knickknacks on my dresser and my bedroom. And, um, then I did not go down that career path as an adult after college. Um, I got married and we had kids and I still always just loved everything about home, making the space feel warm and welcoming and so it was kind of like early, mid-2000s, and somebody was like, you should start a blog. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a way that, so I did some research, some digging, and literally within like a few weeks, I think I had had like my website name, domain set up, and I was just jumped into it because it was a way that I could share kind of the things that I was all about doing but I didn't have to have the college degree to do it. <laughs> so it started out solely as a hobby, just something fun, just from things that I always just loved, you know, being able to create and do. And then um, it started gaining some traction. <laughs> I wasn't, I would have never in a million years expected to be, first of all, doing an interview like this, but having, you know, authored two books and working on my third at the moment, having oh, the fantastic. blog, I've been doing it now for over 10 years. So, yeah, it's grown into quite a fun little endeavor. <laughs> well, I don't know about a lot of uh, our listeners, but I know when I'm having people over, and um, I do a bit, I'm always a little bit stressed, okay? And, oh, yeah. You know, it's it's stressful, you know? And then, you know, you, you have everything right, you know, 
and then there's always someone who comes too early. Um, so, uh, okay, and you know, you want to make sure everything's done, and maybe then you forgot something. So you say that, okay, how? So you say that it doesn't have to be as stressful. What are some of the yeah. tips? I mean, look, we're all going to be probably most of us are going to be oh, sh- at least having company. We're in the houses. What if, what do you say? Uh, what do you what tips do you have? So on- my best piece of advice for for not feeling stressed, and I had to learn this firsthand, <laughs> but plan and prepare ahead of time as much as you can. I actually have a planning timeline in my book, The Gift of Gathering, and it breaks down up to like three to five days before you're going to have guests in your home. And and it goes through some really simple things that just kind of help you stay on top of things so that you're not scrambling the last minute. Um, I have some pantry staples that I love to keep on hand. So if you need a quick appetizer, something to throw together so that if you all of a sudden realize, I forgot to pick up this. I always love right. to have something in my pantry or freezer that I can just throw together quickly um and then i think the other thing that's a great idea i think the other thing too that um helps just take some of the pressure off is to just remember why you're having the people over in the first place whether it's friends or family and why they're coming you know i think sometimes we get so just overwhelmed with all of the pressures of the world today and it's easy to lose sight of the why and so when we remember why then we can just kind of take a deep breath not be so you know strive for perfection but just because your guests are going to feel your mood you know they feel the tension or they feel your joy like i'm sincerely happy you're here so i think it's just that take a deep breath remember the why and give yourself a little grace to not have to have everything perfect. I mean, I love the details. Trust me. My husband can attest to this. I definitely run around wanting everything to be perfect. But then a few moments before anybody comes in my home, I always try to collect myself and and remember why they're coming, you know? So it's to spend time together. It's to have a great time. It's to enjoy good food and just be together because life is busy and it's hard, so we have to take moments to spend together like that. Yes, and, and you usually can feel that energy from the yes. the host or the hostess. You you definitely can feel it. So you yeah. you love this all your life. Now we're getting into the holidays. A lot of people are having parties and things. Okay, what? Okay, what are your suggestions for throwing? And I, I don't want to, like, well, Christmas or Hanukkah or New Year's, and again, they're sure. all different types of holidays. But what are some of the basics? Um, and I am definitely buying this book. I entertain a lot, <laughs> but I'm always stressed out to death, okay? I'm always, like, yeah. stressed, okay? And, uh, you know, and then you always worry, what if you run out of something? So, sure. I, I, and I think that things that you do at home are kind of very personal uh, opposed to, I mean, not that I don't like restaurants and going to restaurants for dinner, but I think when you have people at your home, it's kind of personal. And, um, yes, totally. So do you suggest now, first of all, do you suggest decorating? Uh, do you suggest, uh, centerpieces? How, how, how do you set the table? What, what are some of the things that, you know, people should know, that's pretty standard. I 
So there's one thing that I feel like would be in my top three of like if you're having people over and if you're having a lot like if people because they tend to trickle in. They don't everybody right. doesn't always show up at once. Very one of really. my favorite ways. Yeah, exactly. One of my <laughs> favorite ways to kind of combat that and, and feeling like you're always running through the door is I love to set up a drink station. So either on a buffet in my dining room a section in our like kitchen on the counter on the island or i'll even set up like a little round table but if you have a drink station set up with like a decanter with water and maybe some punch and a few wine bottles or champagne whatever whatever you love to serve it allows you to like greet people and then you can direct them and say there's drinks over here go grab something that you love you know whatever you want to have out but it takes the pressure off of of having to like continually stay with them and make sure they're all set while you still have more people that are showing up. <laughs> well, that's a wonderful idea because I know I find myself running, okay, somebody's coming in the door, but I didn't get somebody a drink yet. Okay, so yes. you, you know, <laughs> so you're greeting someone at the door, then you're introducing them, but then you there's a person that's been there for 10 minutes, 15 minutes already, who's waiting for a drink. Yeah. So you're saying yeah. have something set up of whatever you choose to serve. So that people yes. can just come in and pour themselves a drink. They can, yeah, and relax. Take their shoes off, put their feet up. I mean, the other thing that I love to do, you'll see this in the book, The Gift of Gathering, in the planning timeline, 20 minutes before guests arrive. And this, for me, is kind of a way where I feel like even if I still have some last-minute food prep to do, the house feels ready. So 20 minutes before anybody shows up, it's like I set a timer. So I don't forget this. I go around and I light candles. I put on some dinner music. And I'm really just kind of setting the atmosphere so that oh. let's say I still have an appetizer I'm putting together or I didn't finish cutting up vegetables or, you know, those type of last minute things that right, can sneak right. up on you. They can come in, get a drink, enjoy being in the home and not feeling like they showed up too early. So even your guests that show up too early, you still look prepared. And I think that takes a lot of the pressure and the stress off of yourself when people arrive and they don't feel like they've caught you off guard they're like oh they were ready for me how did they do that <laughs> that's a great idea and i'm a big believer of having some kind of music on or some background music if you can i kind of think Absolutely. it adds to it uh, but nothing that's too overpowering so that people can't hear each other now when you have people over that Let's say you have a crowd over that not everyone knows each other. So you're mm. so that gives you time if you have that drink station that you're saying, which is a wonderful idea. I never thought about that. Um, they can help themselves to a drink. Do you take the time then then you're trying to introduce people, uh, or do you just kind of let people wander a little bit and and you know just have a drink and then maybe when you have a few minutes. You'll introduce people or do you do not? So I I kind of do a mix of both because I do think that it's important for people to feel comfortable and welcome when they first come in, especially if they're going to a home where they might not know people. And let's be honest, not everybody is going to take the initiative to introduce themselves to new people exactly. You know, when they first arrive. Some, I have some friends who are great at that. And then I have some friends who are a little bit more you know, quiet, introvert, and that's totally fine. Um, I like to give space 
because for me, I think one of the gifts in hosting is you have to you have to be true to yourself. So I don't want to always if I'm running around everywhere, then that's going to raise my stress level. So I try to take a deep breath and then go, okay, we're all adults. It's everybody's good. Nobody's sitting in a corner alone. If I have a moment when people are first coming in and I can do a quick connection, a quick greeting, then I will try to introduce them to people, but I won't linger too long because I'll try to keep them there. Now you have something that I hope my sister is listening to this um, because she has an apartment and uh, my brother and I have houses. So uh, she, I don't know, I don't remember the last time she entertained. And her reason <laughs> is, I mean, she, I said, you know, it would be nice even if you invited us for a drink once. Okay. And she's always, well, I have a small apartment. It's not big and it's really, you mm. know, hard to host. And what do you advise for people who are, are apartment dwellers and they want to have a little get together and maybe, um, Maybe their space is a little limited. Do you have any tips for that? Sure. I Well, first, I would encourage anybody to host. I think they would genuinely be surprised at it really doesn't matter the size of your home, how people – I think there's something in all of us that we just love being with others, um, and it really does – whether you do it all the time or once a year, it just fills you up when you're in community and relationship and friendship with other people. So I would encourage people to look past the size of their home or maybe even look past, maybe they feel like, well, my home doesn't have the best furniture or it's out of style. Look past all of that because if they're truly friends and family, they're not coming to look at your furniture. They're coming to be with you. (laughs) And I would say for people that feel like space is an issue, don't over invite, keep it intimate because then it'll feel doable. And I think that that's good for anybody that maybe wants to host too, that hasn't hosted before or hasn't hosted in a long time. The bigger the number of people that come, the more overwhelming it can be, the more work it can be. So start with something small and intimate. Maybe it's one person, maybe it's two people. And if the thought of cooking for people stresses you out, then maybe you you either get takeout or tell everybody, um, bring your favorite appetizer, and you all just kind of do like an appetizer night. Or come for coffee and dessert. Something simple. I think that's the best takeaway is don't overwhelm yourself in, right away. <laughs> you kind of want to build up the muscles to entertaining and hosting large groups. So if it, if it feels like it's not something that you'd want to do or just the thought of it feels overwhelming, start small and Everybody loves to contribute. So even having a potluck, say you have one person, two people, three people, and you say, bring your favorite side dish, because then you get to try something new. And it's a great conversation point, because then they can tell you, well, what's in the dish? Why is it your favorite? Maybe it was a family recipe that was handed down or one that they found or it has an ingredient in it that you've never had before. It's a really fun way to incorporate your guests. And then also kind of broaden your horizons a little bit, too, when it comes to hosting. Yeah, and there's something very different. Like, I was just, I just got back from Florida. I was at a friend's uh, 60th birthday party that was in Boca, actually. And she yeah. had a lot a lot of people there, and she had a big house. I, I yeah. uh, honestly, it took me 15 minutes to even find her. 
but there was okay. So, but but at the same token, everyone was just happy, and it just had a nice flow, and 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 people just, you know, a lot of people knew each other, a lot of people didn't, but it just worked. But I also yeah. find that when you have a small gathering and it's intimate, it's very different, and it's good in a very different way because people then, you know, really sit around and talk and really are not floating from one person to the next. So I think yeah. both of them work. Yeah, I do but, too. But you, there, but you're, but but you're saying that no matter what the size, you, you still can entertain. There's always a way Absolutely. to entertain. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's absolutely. nothing like it. So, would you yes. say that when? Um, what about if you have? Uh, okay, this is a a tough one. What <laughs> if you have relatives or some people that just kind of don't get along, and you can't not invite? You know, you can't. You have to invite them all, and some of them just don't get along. Is there anything that you do ahead of time, or just let it flow? I well, when you have difficult family members <laughs> that maybe don't get along with others. I like to, um, I mean, it depends on, I think, how many, but let's say we're all in the holiday season. We all have to be around family. One thing that I try to remind myself ahead of time is we don't, like, this doesn't happen all the time. So I think for one night or one afternoon or one day, everybody can be on their best behavior. And... Um, sometimes it's fun if there's a distraction. So sometimes having like some, there's these like card games that you can get for coffee tables that have fun questions or trivia questions, or sometimes having a distraction of a simple game or, um, an icebreaker to play something like that. It takes the pressure off of now I have to have conversation with this person and I don't know what we're going to talk about. And, you know, it just kind of helps act as a buffer. So if there's anything like that that you can kind of incorporate into getting together, I think games, whether they're, you know, ones that you can sit around on, you know, in your living room playing or interactive games, I think that always kind of helps kind of mellow out the, you know, what, you know, what the mood could be. It just kind of brings in a different element and it acts as a nice distraction, especially around some of those more difficult family members helps take you out of the shell, out of their shell a little bit. <laughs> and and as far as decor and decorating, like so, let's say it's do you um, do you, what do you think? Do you do just a, a, some flowers? Do you do uh, something appropriate for the holiday? Do you uh, are there any tips you have for decorating? Yeah, yeah, I think so depending on what kind of gathering you're having or people coming over, if it's a dinner, I love to decorate my table, um, especially for the holidays, depending on the season that we're in. Um, my book, The Gift of Gathering, goes through every season, spring, summer, fall, and winter, and has three different style tablescapes that you can do, everything from simple to the most elegant, depending on what you're, you know, the gathering that you're having. If it's like an appetizer, kind of family get-together, snacks and things like that, then I try to keep some of my spaces a little bit more clear so people have room to put a plate with food on and a drink down. But then I'll focus more on adding, you know, just little festive touches, maybe to um, like a door. I love to hang wreaths on a door or a mirror. Obviously, like for us, we celebrate Christmas, so we have our Christmas tree up. I'll put little garlands 
little like sprigs of greenery we, all throughout the house. We have a commercial yes. break, but could you stay on a okay. little bit longer? I just have a few more questions. It's so interesting, yes, and I'm definitely going to buy your book. And we can get your oh, book okay. at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and it's the gift yes. of home and the gift of gathering. And we'll be right back with some wonderful tips from Bree Doucette. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friends, Rob and Danielle Sabah. This Sabah family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years is where I've gotten cars, my whole family have gotten cars, my friends have gotten cars, people from all over Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx, they all come to Bay Ridge Honda. You know why everyone I know goes to Bay Ridge Honda? Because Rob Sabah and his team are the best and most trusted in the business. Tis the season to celebrate with happy Honda days going on now at Bay Ridge Honda. No pain until March, March of 2024. Lowest prices of the year selling under MSRP this month. Brand new 2024 Hondas in stock and ready for delivery. Your favorite Honda models like the Great Accord, the HRV, the CRV, and more. Be sure to ask the staff at Bay Ridge Honda about the Bay Ridge Plus package that will have your new or used car covered. Visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. The Happy Honda Day sale ends January 2nd, 2024. For 25 years, Invite Health has been leading the way in wellness with our extensive line of dietary supplements. With our brand new state-of-the-art website, we now offer new everyday low prices. Save even more with our brand new subscription plan. Stay tuned to learn about new and exciting offers and services. Remember, free shipping on orders over $35. We have made it our business to support you in your health journey. From everyday health tips to detailed genetic testing, Invite Health has a team of experts to help you achieve your health goals. Reach out to us now to speak to one of our nutrition experts or to schedule a consult by calling 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Contact Invite Health today to learn more about getting healthy and staying healthy. 800-673-2345 or go to invitehealth.com. Unity Bank is dedicated to community-oriented banking and offers a full range of services, including business and personal accounts, business loans, and mortgages. Unity has locations throughout New Jersey and in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, expanding its footprint to 21 retail locations. If you're a small business owner, you know how frustrating it is to be a nobody at the big banks. You should be banking at a community bank like Unity. You can have a personal relationship with the president and CEO my good friend Jim Hughes. Jim asks that you call him directly at 908-713-4306. 908-713-4306. Or send an email to james.hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S, at unitybank.com, and Jim will get right back to you. You can't get this type of service at the big banks. Visit unitybank.com. FDIC insured, equal opportunity employer, and equal housing lender. Unity Bank, growing with you. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back with Bree Duchette, and we were talking about the holidays and how to entertain. And gosh, I could talk to you for two hours, so I hope you'll come back on again. But in closing, give us some of the main tips. Obviously, I think everyone, this book is a must. 
uh, even for my sister who has a small apartment. Okay. Um, what are some of the, the, the main things? I mean, does a centerpiece make or break? How much decorating should you do? Do you think you should have a little mood music? And I know it depends on the size. You know, again, a small, you know, a small group is more intimate. But are any basic, basic must-dos or things that you really think are on the top of your list? I do, I do love to incorporate, like, we're in the winter months now, so I love to incorporate um, winter greens like cedar or eucalyptus, things like that. But I don't think a centerpiece is make or break as far as getting together. I like to more focus on kind of like the smells. Um, so instead of focusing so much on making sure that my decor is perfect, I might more look for a candle that that feels wintry or Christmassy um, to add to the atmosphere of my space. So I have fragrance or scents um, that feel more real, like that they are um, seasonally appropriate. And then music for me would definitely be like, I'm not going to play Christmas music in June if I'm having a gathering. Right, right, but right. during the holidays, I love... Um, even some just instrumental music, light music that's in the background, just kind of more focusing on like the five senses and making those feel like that they are in line and in tune with the holidays and seasons we're in. It, it's funny, those kind of outlining details actually add more to the experience and how people feel in your home than, say, maybe your decor does. But don't get me wrong, I love decor. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I, I all year, always buy those plugins, and when anyone yes. walks into my place, they're like, oh, it smells so nice. And you can yeah. get them with different scents. So I think yeah. scents are so important, and a lot of people really don't focus on that, but I, I think that that's a, a must. So yeah. I hope that you will come on again. I would love everyone to know this is a great book and a blogger, and, and, and you can get this book, um, The Gift of Home and The Gift of Gathering, on Amazon and Barnes & Nobles. And, uh, Bree, I hope you'll come on our show again. Oh, I wrote God, down notes. And I will definitely buy your book, and I will post it because <laughs> I think that entertaining and having people over is just really intimate and wonderful and I makes everyone happy. So thank you and have Absolutely. a happy holiday. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a happy holiday. Okay. And, you know, in, 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 in the theme of things, because it's the holidays and, you know, we, we focus on very serious real estate stuff all the time. And I think that this is just as important. Um, I also have another guest on her name is Antoinette Boston and she is the founder of AB's holiday decor and she's going to talk about holiday decorating trends for 2023 and maybe they're different than they were in the 2000s I don't know um Annette Antoinette excuse me hey hello Dottie how are you doing I'm doing great, and I, you know, as I said, I, I entertain a lot. I'm the oldest of three kids, not of three children, and my mom died when I was like 10. So mm -hmm. I always had to kind of, if we were going to have holidays, if I didn't carry them on, they wouldn't be. So I'm mm -hmm. used to doing them since I'm little, uh, since I'm a little girl, 
And I love holidays, and I love get-togethers, and I love decor. So what trends do you see in 23? But, but by the way, I just want to tell the audience, because I think it's so important. Antoinette has garnered over 424,000 <laughs> followers on TikTok. That is amazing. Amazing. Thank you. And Thank more you. than 132,000 on Instagram. Mm -hmm. with your stunning holiday decorating abilities. So um, how can we, first of all, before we even begin, if they can follow you on TikTok and Instagram? Yeah, and they can follow me on all three. They can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and on Facebook. Um, all three of them. It's ABS Holiday Decor. It's ABS Holiday Decor. I'm going to post that so that everyone, if you're driving or something, don't try to kill yourself and write this. I will post it on our <laughs> site. Um, so, I mean, that's just an amazing amount of followers. And obviously, to have that many followers, you've got to be great. Now, you work in both commercial and residential holiday designs, both. Um, yes, and I, I guess, do. And they're both obviously very different. They are. They are. Um so I just kind of briefly, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in kind of how I even started with this. It was a complete accident. Just like everybody else, I would decorate my own personal home. Um, I had a friend that moved uh, to my city um, after a divorce, and she wanted to start over from scratch. She wanted to buy all new decorations. Uh, so we went to the store. She bought all of this stuff for her Christmas tree, and she wanted me to come over and help. Um, now, my friend sat down, had a glass of wine, and she put hooks on all of the ornaments and I ended up being the person to decorate the tree and all I did was I used all of the decorations that she purchased now with my own personal tree um, I would just put the stuff on uh, it would just be kind of like our memory ornaments everything would be spaced out evenly on the tree and that would be it the difference and this is when I realized that I was good at what I was doing my friend just bought like a whole lot of decorations and all I did was make everything fit on the tree um, at the time I was uh, certified to teach in another state and I had recently moved to Texas and I needed money at the time and so I was like you know what maybe I can advertise to do this on the side and that is what I did. I advertised on social media, picked up a couple of clients that first year, and Dottie, that's how I ended up being where I am uh, wow. today. Yeah, my you business mean you just, just started? You just started putting some on advertising on social media, and you started with a few clients, and it grew to. It grew. It's amazing, amazing numbers, amazing. Well, yeah. hats off to you, but Thank you, you must you be so great. So. What is so okay? Let's start. I guess commercial and residential different. So let's talk about a little bit of residential. Now, yeah, do you so, what do you do? You put a lot of stuff on your lawn. Do you what? What, what do you? What are some of the tips that you suggest? So the difference between residential and commercial. What I tend to notice is with the residential houses. So I tend to focus on the inside of the houses. Um, I would do uh, Christmas trees. I'm decorating uh, tablescapes. I'm doing garlands. I'm doing wreaths. I'm doing things like that. Um, and what you tend to notice is the residential clients, they want things that are very heavily decorated. So they want designs where you can barely see the Christmas tree. 
and you'll notice that residential jobs, their decorations tend to match the interior of their homes, you know? So right, if they right. have like a very modern look, then their decorations are going to match that. Now, the difference with the commercial jobs, they're a little more simplistic, you know, the more traditional things that we're used to, you know, you're going to see lots of reds and greens and whites, uh, snowflakes, things like that. So um, the commercial jobs do tend to be a lot easier because they just want something that's pretty. If and that festive. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something festive for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I know with my tree, I don't do that. I kind of, you know, my I have a fairly modern home and I kind of stick with my whites and silvers and I don't tend to do what I grew up with, which was like every color in the world, like greens and so the I whole think that, color spectrum, uh-huh. right, right, and um, and and I, I, you know, again, I, 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 do you believe you should have some background music? Uh, do you believe? Oh, absolutely, a- absolutely. So now for me, I have to tell you, I kind of jump back and forth. So I usually don't even start doing Christmas music until. Thanksgiving. That's when I kind of jump into the Christmas music. A lot of times, Dottie, I um, I don't even have anything going in the background. Um, I don't know how you are. I don't know if you have anything in your life that completely clears your mind. Um, in the beginning, I was an educator. I was an elementary teacher. And as teachers, you know, we kind of have a lot of stuff on our minds. Christmas tree decorating for me, holiday decorating, this is the only thing that I have ever experienced where it completely clears my mind. I'm not thinking about paperwork. I'm not thinking about what's for dinner. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just thinking about where these ornaments go on this Christmas tree. And so the need to kind of have something in the background, it wasn't necessarily, um, you know, something that I needed, but I thoroughly enjoy some good Christmas music um, in the background for Sure, absolutely. Now, Daddy, I want to ask you: Do you just do one Christmas tree, or do you do multiples? Because you're, I'm starting to find that a lot of residents um, they have multiple Christmas trees. Well, I, I I I used to just do one. Now I do one main one, but I have a loft that overlooks, you know, my living room area or my dining room area. So I put two little trees up there now. Um, okay. Yes. So, but, you know, they're little. They're not big. And I have one main tree on the first floor. Uh, but I, I, you know, I love decorating, but not over-decorating. You know, I mean, I don't okay. want it to be crazy. But I now love any have- tips that you... Now, do you think... I know we're going to have a break, so I'll be a cliffhanger. Do you think there's a big difference with somebody getting an artificial tree and a real tree? Um and we don't have time for your answer until after the break. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on trees and how to, and tinsel and, and what the most important elements are to make the tree look its best. We'll be right okay. back, and you're not going to want to miss it. This is just so wonderful. And you know what? Who doesn't love decorating trees and having a festive group together? Josh Edwards, a stenographer who has served for more than a thousand depositions, arbitrations, hearings, etc. I, I don't think people understand that there are lots of different kind of revenue 
options with court reporting. I encourage people to check it out. And Josh Edwards, you're a perfect example as to why. So we start our captioners at my company at $100 an hour, and there's a two-hour minimum per job. You know, when we send an email saying, hey, we have a job starting at 9 o'clock on Monday morning, are you free for it? Even if that job cancels within a day or if it only goes for half an hour or 75 minutes, they're still going to earn a minimum of $200 for that time slot. I encourage people to check it out. Email info at plazacollege.edu. And they have an introductory thing to just click the link and get the info. And Josh Edwards, you're a perfect example as to why. That's got to feel good and awfully rewarding. Thanks for spending some time with us. My pleasure. And, you know, I'm not bragging to say, but I am very happy and thankful that it has been a six-figure career every year since I started. Email info at plazacollege.edu. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back and we're talking about decorating ideas and I'm here with um, a great guest who has been um, Antoinette Boston, who has founder of AB's Holiday Decor, and we had just asked I had just asked her what's the, whether it's important to have or there's a big difference to have an artificial or a regular tree. And before you answer that, Antoinette, I just have a, a caller who called in. So let me. Yeah. I, I think it's Pauline. Pauline, are you on the line? Oh yeah. Hi. Hi, Pauline. Happy Hi. holidays. Oh, happy holidays. I'll give you the money. Okay. I got my soup here. It's funny. <laughs> like I'm talking to you guys. Oh, my question was, I love, I, I was here most of it. I was trying to entertain my super. So anyways, 
I wanted to ask a question. A lot of people, like, I have, like, multi, what the hell is it, faiths in, well, not anymore, I'm a widow, but if I wanted to entertain, I have a lot of friends who have different, you know, cultures or actually different um, interracial kind of thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, some of the times, some of the holidays have been coinciding or overlapping, like, this week, no, it's Hanukkah, right? But it's not really overlapping with any Christmas exactly holiday, except for, like, Advent or I guess you could mix it with tree trimming or whatever you want to do, or I don't know what other holidays are falling in between. It's just so many cultures. Like if the Wally fell in between here, you know what I mean? So like, you're, so is your you question want to honor as many cultures as your interface, whatever. So your How's question that? is: so how do you put a get together with people from different? Like sometimes Hanukkah and Christmas fall around the same time. Sometimes they don't. But how can you make everyone feel that you're acknowledging their holiday? Is that yeah, basically it? Like, I would so say what, uh, we want to learn from each other. So we can even, doesn't mean that I have to know every single thing. But if I, if I know that they eat certain things, and I guess they'll have to bring, like you had said, potluck. That's what they would bring. They probably can Maybe like a potluck, and I think that because y'all are all friends and they're all coming over, I mean, then you already kind of have an idea, you know, that everybody celebrates these different things. So I think that there's already a mutual respect right there. So I think that it's okay if, you know, you still decorate with whatever it is that you have, you know, and then as they come over there, you guys are just celebrating all together. Um, a lot of the holidays are, uh, they represent lights, you know, festival of lights. You have lots of lights and you have lots of candles lit and you just enjoy each other's company, you know, and just have yeah. great conversations about, you know, their holidays. Would it be weird to ask your guests to bring their decorations if they want to share that? Just share it with the group? Absolutely not. Really... I, think they would love, I think they would love that. And I think that they would feel respected and appreciated, you know, for you wanting to include that. I never right. thought of that, but that's not a bad idea. Oh, and I know yeah. that for the holidays... Harmony, uh, right? We want harmony. If, I guess even with Israel, we will, if there were Palestinian people in the United States, it's totally different than the Palestinians well, in Israel, think, right? It's not I the think, same animosity. Uh, maybe only because they have family and they still take sides. You know what no, I mean? I, but, I, don't, I, I think that when you're having a party and you're having guests over, I think that the, at least me, the most important thing is to have a nice atmosphere and... Um, if it happens to be Christmas and Hanukkah around the same time, maybe you put a, a tree up in a menorah, which brings me <laughs> back to the question of, do you think that it's important, um, Antoinette, to have a, uh, a real tree, or does it matter if it's artificial? So it really just depends. Um, so I tend to only work with artificial trees, and that's because of my decorating style. Um, I put lots of items on the Christmas trees. I tend to fold and bend branches. Um, I have to manipulate the tree. I like to put heavy items in the trees. A lot of the things that I decorate with are not actual ornaments. I decorate with teddy bears and toys, um, lots of different items. And so when you're working with a real tree, you can't manipulate a real tree like you can a um, uh, an artificial tree but now if you are a person that loves more tradition and you love nostalgia uh those kind of things then a real tree is going to appeal to you for sure the smell of that tree the way that it looks um so 
it really all boils down to personal preference. Um, when I grew up, my mother always used a real tree. She always took it in the backyard. She always flocked it. So those are going to be, uh, um, those are amazing memories that I have from my childhood. But because I'm a decorator, like I said, you know, I tend to only decorate um, artificial trees. So again, personal preference. Yeah, I, you know, I have memories of growing up with real trees also. Uh, but then because of safety things and um, just, you know, it's just, it's just the mess was, that it creates yeah. I mean, and all yeah, the bristles, messy. I Sap, tend to go along with you. And what about tinsel? I don't find myself using that anymore. But, you know, I remember growing up with always putting tinsel on a tree. What do you what are your feelings about tinsel? So, so not tinsel anymore, and I'll tell you why. I think that because people back in the day were usually using artificial trees, I mean, not artificial, I apologize, real trees, then you put all the tinsel on there, and then at the end of the year, you're throwing away that tree and all of that tinsel that goes with it. A lot of people now are using re uh, artificial trees, and when you're using artificial trees, you don't want to put a whole lot of tinsel on it, and then you have to pull it all off at the end, of, you know, at the end of the season. So, so I don't think that tinsel is something that's being used now. Every now and again, I kind of see people try to bring it back a little bit, but it's definitely used more on real trees. Um, now people are using more um, things that are called stems, sprays, and picks. Uh, those are like things that have flowers on the end or they have like holly berries, uh, like leaves, things like that. Um, they tend to use a lot of ribbon now. Ribbon is very, very popular, and it gives a very luxe look to the tree. So, no, no, no tinsel. No tinsel yeah, anymore. I haven't I, seen yeah. it in a while. Uh, yeah, as I said, I grew up with it, but I don't particularly use it myself anymore. Now, what is the biggest mistake, if you had to say a mistake? And, I, and again, I really think that no matter what you do, if the crowd's right and, you know, your atmosphere is right, it works anyway. But what is the biggest mistake people make when they're decorating their homes for the holidays? Ooh, one of the things I think is just going overboard, feeling like every nook and cranny has to be decorated. You know, it goes from tasteful to tacky very quickly. Um, I don't think that every surface, I don't think that every surface has to be decorated. You know, I mean, get your Christmas tree decorated. Uh, you know, if you have a fireplace, you can do that. Maybe like some end tables, but every does not have to have a garland every spot does not have to have a decoration so and then i think another thing too people don't tend to fluff out their trees that's a big one Dottie. um i think people see christmas trees like in a store or they see them on the box and then they bring it home and don't realize that the tree does not come out of the box looking how it's advertised you have to fluff <laughs> that tree so but you'd be surprised some people don't they don't realize that that's something that they have to do well that's uh, that's true now you don't only decorate for christmas you decorate for a lot of holidays so what are the holidays do you decorate for so my 
favorite to decorate for outside of Christmas would be Halloween. Uh, it's it's just a fun ho- it's a fun holiday for me uh, because I'm going so hard during the Christmas season. My decorating season usually starts in October. I'm shopping for clients. I'm preparing looks. You know, I'm putting together vision boards for clients. So in October, I at least have time to enjoy the decorations. Um, my neighbors, they truly love it. And we decorate on the inside and the outside. So it's really just a fun holiday for the neighbor kids. They really love it. I know that our house, I know that the neighborhood kids are going to be telling their own grandkids about that fun house on the corner in their neighborhood when they get older. Oh, that's so true. So like, you know, everyone, you know, everyone would love to, to, to learn more and more and more. Where can people find out more about your work? And do you do you do individual work for people or do you have, you know, I know um, that they can find you on on all the social media. So how do they get in touch with you? How do they find out more about what your, you know, your work? Um, they can get outside of the social media. Um, they can definitely email me at absholidaydecor um, at gmail.com. Uh, I am, again, I'm always on social media. I teach. I do uh, virtual classes. I do in-person classes. I even teach the business side of this, Dottie. I've helped lots of single mothers, uh, people during the pandemic who lost their jobs, who knew that they had the gift of decorating but didn't understand the business side. I've taught so many people how to grow a uh, a very successful decorating business. You know, they knew that they had one part of it. They just needed the business side. So um, it's a teachable skill. I tell people that all of the time. When you look at my decorations from year one when I started to what it is now, it's so much better now. But that's, again, it's because of practice, you know, um, just working hard, working hard to get to where I am now. But definitely through email and through social media, ABS Holiday Decor. ABS Holiday Decor. And you actually teach people how to do decorating if they don't, you know, if they have, if they, if it's something that they're passionate about, you even help them learn how to do that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, so the virtual classes, um, I, like I said, I've had in-person workshops um, where I have all of these Christmas trees lined up around um, a room. I teach them the techniques that I use in order to achieve kind of like this professional look that I do. And then they have decorations there to decorate the trees and implement the techniques that I use. And then I also do virtual classes. My last one for the year was the day before Thanksgiving because most people wait until Thanksgiving Day to put up their Christmas trees. And so just through um, just through Zoom. We so quickly, 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 because our show is ending. Give me that. Where can they reach you again? Um, ABSHolidayDecor at gmail.com. I will, for all of our listeners, this was wonderful. Thank you for being on the show. And I will post it. So if you didn't get it, it will be on my site and the radio show site. I will post how you can get a hold of Antoinette. Antoinette, thank you. You've been so helpful. Lovely. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.